Hi everyone, this is Wendy, and welcome back to Overexposed, a podcast by Pexels made by and for ambitious creatives. On this week's episode, we are going to have another one-on-one. If you haven't listened to season two, episode 13, I suggest you start with that one because that's where I tell you all about why we have a podcast about photography and how you can use it to help advance your own career by listening to the stories from people who have been there and show you how you can do it yourself. So we've heard time and time again that this year has been a challenging one for creatives as a whole, but specifically us photographers. We rely on these person-to-person interactions to be able to attract clients and network with other photographers, let alone execute the shoot itself. But thankfully, we live in the 21st century, and we have this thing called the internet. So my goal in the next 20 minutes or so is for you to walk away from this episode with a handful of tangible tips that you can apply right away that will help you invest in yourself and your own career. After doing almost 20 hours of interviews on this podcast this season, let alone the time that it takes to research our guests, I think I picked up a few things on how these extraordinary people were able to do extraordinary things in their lives and their careers. What I learned is that it really doesn't matter what hand you are dealt with. What really matters is what you choose to do with that. One of my favorite podcasts ever is How I Built This by Guy Raz. At the end of every episode, he asks his superstar guests, which ranges from CEOs to incredible founders of some of the top companies in the world, how much do you attribute to luck and how much do you attribute to hard work? And there really is no right or wrong answer. He asked this question as a way for the guests to reflect on their own lives. In his recent book of the same name, at the end, he kind of answers his own question in that every single person has luck in some way, shape or form. If you look close enough, there is always something that you have as an advantage over another person, whether that is being born with an incredible work ethic or having an amazing support system of friends and family or even just being healthy, as simple as that. So the first thing I want you to do is take some time to reflect on your own life. Where have you been lucky and how can you use that to your advantage? It is definitely one thing that hustle culture has taught us in the last few years to do everything you can and fill up your own schedule in order to advance your own career from a practical standpoint that is but there is so much value in looking back and reflecting on what you've done where you've done well where you've made mistakes and how you can do it better you know i'm still learning this as well i've only started this podcast a couple months ago when i really started being consistent and doing something every day to move it forward The one piece of feedback that I get from the guests that I interview on this show that is the most important to me above all else is that they appreciate this time to be able to reflect on their own lives because it's not every day that you can kind of break down your own journey from start to finish. But it is something so simple that anyone anywhere can do right away. Now, once you've kind of done the hard work of going back and reflecting, what do we do next? So for those of you who know a little bit about me, I started as a photographer in the music scene, which has really suffered in the last few months now that we have social distancing measures. But there's always something you can do. On season two, episode 14, a 
couple weeks ago, our guest was Anna Dixon, who was the visual lead at Google. And the most important thing that I got out of my conversation with her is that we really can't wait for things to go back to where they are. We have to move forward and find a way to be proactive and really take the reins on our own life to be able to move the needle rather than sitting there and hoping that we'll go back to where we were nine months ago because that's not how growth happens. So here comes tangible tip number one, which is to use your own network. I think in the past couple of years, especially photography on social media was very much around clout, getting the most likes, getting the most comments, the most followers. But now we're virtually on the same page. Everyone everywhere is going through the same thing. And while that seems scary and like something that we can't escape, there's also another way to look at it that you can use this to your advantage, that you have access to so many people that maybe you wouldn't have had before. We've heard this a lot from our amazing guests who have been on this show, is that social media is meant to be social. For the past couple of months, I've been really relying on collaborations that are mutually beneficial. While money and being compensated for your work is obviously very, very important. Sometimes taking a step back allows you to improve yourself in a way that is not affected by external factors. In the last few weeks or so, I just wrapped up a project for an interior designer that I saw posted on Instagram that he was looking for someone to take photos for his new website. And since I am moving in a couple of weeks, I decided to reach out and see if it was possible to do a collaboration where I would happily take photos and improve my own interior design photography skills, but also but also in exchange, I would get his expertise in designing my new apartment that I was hoping to furnish and decorate from scratch. Exchange of value is so important. If you think back on it, that's literally what money is, an exchange of value. Just that we didn't have paper or electronic banking at the time. And while I was not compensated monetarily for this, the value that I exchanged from meeting this interior designer who was pretty big in the Toronto scene where I am, also getting the experience to build my own portfolio because I've never done interior design photography before in the end was way more valuable than if I took the freelance rate to do this job. So for me, this relied on stepping out of my comfort zone because while interior design photography was something that I never really thought about or was particularly interested in, it was the most feasible at the time since it was socially distant. Um, It wasn't like portraits where you had to physically be with the person. So the moral of this story is to reach out to someone that you've always wanted to work with and see if you can do some sort of collab. Not only will it help you advance your own skills in a way that you might not have the opportunity before, at least you're able to match a face to a name and make a new connection that you might have been, I don't know, a little bit intimidated to do before. My belief is that any action that you do, no matter how small, as long as it is intentional and something that will help you move forward, it will always come back to you in some shape or form. What I mean by this is that this could manifest into a paid client, maybe later on once marketing budgets are back to where they would be, or an opportunity that you never would have thought of before. 
on an earlier episode, season two, episode seven, where we talked to Rachel Clare, a travel photographer. She talked about how she really uses time to try to give back to her community, not in a way that she expects something out of it. But most of the time, if you do something with good intentions for someone else, they would want to do something back for you the same when you need it later on. Goodwill goes a long way. And if you think of every little action, whether that's messaging someone that you've always looked up to or taking some time to try out a new concept that you wouldn't have had time to before. You might not see the benefits right away, but you have to think about it like compound interest when it comes to investing in yourself. You think of your action like your principal, which is the amount that you invest initially. So for example, you invest $1 a day, or this can be equivalent to messaging someone that you want to work with. It might not seem a lot at the time, but add on interest, let's say is 5%, also not a lot in itself. Over time, this will grow in value and your $1 every day that you invest in yourself will end up having returns that are in the thousands of dollars, but it never would have gotten there if it didn't come to those small actions over a period of time. And trust me, I am no stranger to this either. I am guilty of having big ambitious dreams and hoping that one thing I do will end up getting that for me, that it all will happen at once one day as an overnight success. But unfortunately, that's not how it works. Great and sustainable success only happens when you put in an amount of investment, whether that's time or money or just pure practice over the amount of time that you do this for. The key to having anything sustainable in terms of success always comes down to time and consistency. Whereas in the past, we could use the excuse of, I don't have time for this. Well, now we're all on the same playing field and you don't have time, you make time for it. So now you know that success is built up of small increments of effort. Where do you go from here? The next tangible tip that I have for you is to really use your resources, whatever that might be. So if you go back a couple decades ago, before this whole thing called the internet was created, an abundance of knowledge was power. So the more you knew, the more you could memorize, the better off you'd be once you get into the workforce. Because if you didn't know something, it wasn't so easy to just hit up our old friend Google and find out what the answer is. So in order to be a good employee or entrepreneur, it really came down to how much you know. But that isn't necessarily the case anymore. You don't have to go and memorize and know every single thing about photography. It's easy to look that up and search for it if you have to. But the most important thing now in this new digital age where technology and internet is growing exponentially is the ability to know what to do with this information. So let me make it a little bit more specific for you and understand how this applies to investing in your own creative career. You don't necessarily need to know every single thing about business or photography to be able to start something. In fact, the world that we live in right now is quite the opposite of what it used to be. Instead of valuing the amount of knowledge that you have, we are presented with an abundance of information all the time, 24-7, in the way of social media or advertisements. What's most important now is not knowing everything, but rather knowing what to do with that and being able to critically think for yourself when an opportunity comes up on how you can leverage that to benefit yourself. 
So let's look at Pexels as an example of one tool that you can use to really help you distribute your work to a wide array of audiences. If this was a few decades ago and you were trying to start up as a photographer, in order to get the attention of Fortune 500 companies, you had to find a way in a loophole, whether you knew someone that worked there or you had to physically find a way to get your work in front of these people, for example. Now, as a personal anecdote, this is something that I talked about briefly in the last episode where I chatted with you guys one-on-one is that a couple of years ago, I submitted a photo on Pexels that was just sitting in my hard drive. It was of this concert that I shot as a volunteer. I didn't make any money off of it, but I knew that it was an opportunity to shadow one of the photographers that I really looked up to photo itself was a crowd shot that I took of this moment where all the confetti and lights and pyro and everything was going off and I literally walked 30 minutes into the middle of the crowd to be able to take this photo and there was no artists or logos in it so I thought why not this is just sitting on my hard drive let me upload it to Pexels and didn't think much of it after that I went to bed that night. Fast for a couple of weeks, I ended up getting an email from a Fortune 500 company who wanted to exclusively license this photo for $2,000, which is way more than I would have made if I didn't take that opportunity to volunteer for this festival because it wasn't paid. Now, this company was a Fortune 500 bank that I never would have been able to have access to if it wasn't for uploading my photos on Pexels, a platform that already has a network of really big people from big companies who use it as a resource. And yes, although I uploaded it for free with no intention of it going anywhere at the time, this is where it comes back to what I said earlier about as long as you're doing something small that is moving you forward, it will always come back to you in some shape or form. The lesson I learned from this is to really think about what each platform has to offer that you use for photography, whether that's Instagram or Pexels or I don't know, any other resource that you use. Think of what makes it unique and how you can really take advantage of it. Here at Pexels, I am a little biased because I love working here, but has really benefited me a lot as a photographer because I was able to think about how I can use it to really leverage all of the amazing features and tools that us as the Pexels team have been working hard on every single day to bring more value to our photographers. I knew that Pexels was a place that got a lot of exposure from a lot of really big people. So I used that to my own benefit, not as a way to necessarily make money. That was an incredible, very, very lucky bonus that came out of it. But it landed me on sites like Yahoo and BuzzFeed and Psychology Today, which I would have no idea how I would get my own work on there in the first place. And who knows, one of these companies might want to do something in the future. But right now, the value that I got from putting my photos on Pexels is to be able to add that to my portfolio and say that, hey, my photo was featured on this, that, and the other. The one thing I learned from networking, being in business school, that can be applied to any field is that the key is always to find some sort of common interest. And this could be as simple as, hey, my photo was on Yahoo. You know what Yahoo is. Let's work together. And there's an underlying trust that you build right away just by having that credibility. 
And this was the same as in music photography. I never really made a huge sum of money from doing this, despite contrary belief. Uh, people look at my work and they say, oh, you shot all these really big people. But in fact, that never really translated to any um, significant sum of money in my own bank account. Looking back at it, it seemed like a marketing expense that I was giving up my time and my energy and even um, some money to transport myself to and from these shows. But it wasn't really just a hobby that I initially intended it to be. Nowadays, having these artists on my portfolio is the same thing as being featured on these websites that use my photo from Pexels. It's a way to gain trust and recognition, which is so important, especially when you're just starting out. Now, the final tip that I have for you guys when it comes to creative ways to invest in your own career, whether that's in photography or any other creative field, is to always stay humble. And yes, I know that seems very cliche and something that you've heard, probably heard a lot. But specifically, I want you to think about this when you are trying to take a risk and try to do something that lands you outside of your comfort zone. Because it can be scary, especially if you think that there is a lot at stake. Nowadays, a lot of people ask me about when I was just starting out that how I had the courage to ask for free photo passes to get into these concerts or how I landed my job at Pexels. And it is to think that you are too small to fail. In the 2008 financial crisis, there was a term that people were throwing around that was that these companies were too big to fail, that they couldn't really take risks because they were so big that if they made a mistake, that it will affect everything and everyone else. The beauty in starting something from the very beginning and trying to figure it out is that you don't have any responsibility. In the beginning, there's usually no stakeholders and there's no one that you really have to owe other than yourself. So if you try your best and it doesn't work, then at least you've learned something from it and you can take those lessons and move forward. In my opinion, the best position to be in is one where you have nothing to lose because it means that the only way that you can go is up. So on that note, I want to thank you guys so much for making it to the end this, of this episode. I really hope that you learn something and are able to apply these tips to invest in your own career right away. As always, I am Wendy, and thank you so much for listening to Overexposed. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone who also needs to know why they should invest in their own career and how they can start doing it. Until next time, my name is Wendy, and it's been such a pleasure to share this time with you.